This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCube, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. Plastic is a huge problem globally, but it's also something that we are all cognizant of and we are changing the way that we deal with plastic, deal with day-to-day plastics, our food packaging, and sort of our thought process around how that affects our environment. I have Guy Cronier that's joining us on the Good Things Guy Jackpot, and he's from a company called Green Home, where sustainability is their passion, their vision, and their daily work. They exist to supply South Africa with a great range of environmentally friendly food packaging products in the best way that they can. Guy, it's great to have you on my jackpot. Welcome to Johannesburg, I guess. Thanks, Brent. Yeah, it's great to be here. It's chilly, but it's good to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell me a little bit more about Green Home and and why you guys exist? Yeah, sure. So Green Home, as you said, is a company that supplies sustainable food packaging solutions. All of our products are 100% biodegradable, so they break down into natural compost, non-toxic compost, and that's possible due to the fact that they are made from plant-based raw materials. So essentially all of our products are made from plants so that they can enter back into the natural cycles of things and they can be biodegraded and turn into compost at the end of life. So, I mean, this is, this is a huge narrative right now and it's global. Everybody's speaking about the fact that we need to be more environmentally conscious and we're also speaking about the fact that plastic is a huge problem. How big of a problem is it in South Africa? It's a major problem. I mean, South Africa's plastic consumption per capita isn't quite as big as you know a lot of the western world we're not as big as like the US or Europe at the moment but one of the a few major issues are, firstly is our waste management infrastructure so basically the biggest solution that we have at the moment is just to send everything to landfill which is not the right thing to be doing well I, I guess there's a lot of I'm a little bit different because I've been involved in in sort of miss earths and and these sorts of things for the last mm. couple of years so I recycle and I try to recycle as best I can but the average household I guess doesn't, right? We actually, as South Africans, have a fairly good recycling rate due in large part to the informal pickers that come and separate waste for us and, and send that off to um, to the recycling streams. But because of our, it's quite a, a complex situation, but because of our lack of waste management infrastructure, a lot of our waste that isn't sent to recycling ends up either in landfill or in environments where it shouldn't be like the marine environments. In fact, South Africa has one of the worst marine pollution crises in the, mo- at the, in the world at the moment. There was a study done a few years ago, and we ranked somewhere like 11th to 15th in the world. Um, the and worst. The worst, yeah. And that's like not far behind big countries like the U.S., we obviously have like a really big coastline, so it means that there's a lot of place for it to go, but it's, it is a major, major issue that we have to deal with. And then just to go back to the recycling side of it, obviously recycling is a, a majorly important part of any waste management process, but it's not the silver bullet solution that, that a lot of people think it is, specifically to the, the single-use plastic crisis that we're facing. So, I mean, just to dumb it down as much as possible, essentially not all plastics are recyclable. So you can't just recycle all plastic, um, which a lot of people think that that is the case. Also, of the plastic that is recyclable, when you recycle it, it generally degrades in quality. So all you're really doing is just prolonging the process before it gets to an environment where it shouldn't be. So it's not like it's forever 
a useful resource. And then there's also the cognitive or psychological side of, of recycling that a lot of people don't think about or talk about. And what I mean by that is that, you know, as consumers, we generally don't look to reduce our single-use plastic consumption because we think, oh, we can just recycle this. So we see it a lot with, you know, our choice of using a, a plastic straw or a plastic packet. We think, oh, we'll just do it this time because I haven't brought my cotton bag with me or I haven't got my reusable straw or whatever. And what I'll do is I'll just recycle this. And it doesn't have the effect of reducing our, our single-use plastic consumption. Well, this, I mean, the, this narrative that's been created, and I've, I've seen big brands now jumping on board. Obviously, you guys work in the food packaging side, but mm. the straw thing is a huge, and I say narrative because it's one part that a lot of different fast food outlets and, and big chain franchises are concentrating on. Like, we've mm. got rid of the straw. We're now doing paper straws. We want you to bring in your, your reusable straw. That's just one form of a single-use plastic, right? We yeah. are, every day we're faced with different types of the single-use plastic. Mm. In July, which was the plastic-free month, I tried to go plastic-free. And um, let me tell you, it's, it's not easy. It's not an easy thing to walk into a Woolies or, and, and to try and buy food. Mm. Everything's got plastic. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's why we focus on the on like the takeaway food industry. It's a major contributor to specifically single-use plastics. I mean, you can think about it. You'll go, you'll grab your burger or your coffee or whatever. You'll take it away with you, and you're never going to use that product again. Uh, so what we actually always say is that rather go reusable. It's a bit of a contradiction. We because want, you got to stimulate <laughs> sales, but <laughs> we'd rather say, you know, go reusable. That's the best option. If you can't go reusable, though, rather go plant-based so that it can enter back and it's got a chance to enter back into the natural cycles that the earth has you know developed over millennia so yeah that's kind of one of the major reasons why we focus on the takeaway industry and we are seeing a lot more consciousness around it and a lot of people talking about it and a lot of big retailers getting on board with it but the thing is that us as humans have we're so dependent on convenience you know we want everything to be as convenient as possible plastic was started to be mass produced about 70 years ago or so and there's been such a steep increase in the manufacturing and production of plastic is, is, i'm interrupting but sure. is that because it's it's cheap to produce whatever you need and also yeah. you can you can literally make whatever you want out of it yeah and the fact of the matter is that plastic is really good at what it does it keeps food fresh it's it's got a lot of utility or whatever the problem is though we we're sacrificing long-term sustainability for a short-term solution and we've got to look at different ways of doing things essentially so yeah i mean definitely the you can't deny the fact that plastic is useful and does what it's designed to do but it's not designed to break down it's not designed to enter back into the systems and that's where the problem lies okay so let me ask your products that you have what are they first of all so if i'm if i'm going into an establishment and i'm ordering we're getting the paper straws what about the the container or what is it like what does that look like what about the cool drink or the coffee that i'm going to buy yeah. how does that all work yeah so i mean we've got a, a very wide range we've got a number of different products made up of different raw materials the best thing to probably do and the easiest way is just to go look on the, the website and check out our range we've got an online shop you can buy there as well but essentially any single use food product that you can think of i mean we've got the gas containers which is a substitute to polystyrene like those clamshells we've got the gas plates we've got coffee cups lined with pla instead of plastic we've got the lids for coffee cups we've got uh, pla cold cups the paper straws we've got a whole craft range we've got brown bags and greased roof paper so like we you know we've got a really really big spread of products that people can choose from my question to follow and and that's where i was going with this price wise like mm. does it make it more expensive because we're being e 
eco warriors does that mean that we need to spend more yeah and in such then you know you get you walk into a fast food chain and then your food becomes more expensive yeah. because yeah. the packaging is more expensive because we want to be more environmentally friendly mm. it sounds like a first world problem yeah but um <laughs> but is that the case um it is a reality that we've got to talk about and confront i mean it depends again on what the materials that are making up the product are a number of the materials, I mean, some of the stuff is cheaper than a plastic alternative, um, and some of it is a bit more expensive. But on a whole, I think it's fairly comparative. And the question is rather like, can we afford not to be doing this? You know, like the costs are coming in, in, in ways that we haven't imagined before, and, and we, we need to take those into consideration. The other thing to also consider is that the more that this becomes mainstream, the cheaper these products are going to become. You know, it's economies of scale. If there's a market there, people are going to set up the infrastructure to start producing it. You know, if you think about plastic, and I'm not an expert on plastic, but you have to mine for fossil fuels. You have to extract it from, you know, deep down on the earth. And, like, surely that must be a really expensive process as well. But people are buying it at such volumes that it, I'm assuming that it, it's, the economies of scale means that it's a lot cheaper. Um, again, I'm not an expert on that, but it makes sense in my head. So, yeah, I mean, it depends on the product. Some of them are slightly more expensive. Some of them are cheaper or comparative. But we've got to look at the long-term outcome. And the more we use these products, the cheaper they will become. Because this is becoming such a big part of the world's consciousness and it's so much on the forefront, consumers are willing to pay more for it, you know. And if you can, as a business, promote the fact that you are going sustainable, people are willing to support you. And they're actually turning their back on places that aren't doing that. And we see it in the retail space in a big way, um, doing away with the plastic packets and people purchasing reusable or purchasing paper. They're willing to do that because they understand that it's a more viable solution. Completely. On the, uh, on the 1st of July, um, the Woolworths down the road from our house went completely plastic free. So mm. they don't allow plastic bags anymore mm. and you have to buy the material. They've got like a cheaper material option yeah. uh, that you're able to put your groceries in. But they just went, we're done. Like we, it's a, it's a one way that we can make a change and, um, you guys are just going to have to fit in. Bring your bags. Exactly. Yeah. It just becomes part of our, you know, our life. Uh, it, it's habits. But what I was saying was when I think about the plastic problem in South Africa, I think about a couple of months ago when we had that huge storm down in Durban mm. and the harbor was just filled with cool drink bottles. Yeah. It's like, I don't know where they came from, but all of a sudden, the entire harbor was filled with this plastic problem. And then what had to happen is volunteers and companies had to spend a lot of time and money to clean that up mm. because we couldn't leave it like that. Like, there's no way that the marine life would have survived. Mm. There's no way that you can just to get rid of it and to me that highlights how bad the problem is mm. is that there's literally plastic everywhere mm. i mean it's a it's a huge problem I mean, it wouldn't have got this much exposure if it wasn't a problem and we all got a role to play in, in fixing it um specifically corporates and the, the private sector and one thing that we we realize in working with a number of corporates and businesses is the positive effect that adopting sustainable practices and systems like that is having on the employees and, and the, the work culture People are wanting to be more sustainable, you know, and they're spending so much time at work. If that place isn't allowing you to be, you know, an eco-warrior or whatever, it's very hard to maintain that kind of lifestyle. So the companies that we work with are reporting back to us like they, the staff, the morale is, is really high. They feel like they're part of a company that's providing a solution instead of, a, you know, part of the problem, which is really great to hear and something that we're very, very excited about. There's definitely a, a big part that corporates and, and, and business needs to play in, in leading this, leading change in this arena. But it starts with us as individuals. Like we have the power 
to request this kind of stuff and put it forward and, and look for solutions. And the more noise we all make, the more it will be implemented. You speak a little bit about um, the change and how companies are jumping on board. Is it big enough to, to start looking at this and going, actually, the change is big mm. and the end to the plastic problem is in sight? Um, I don't know about uh, the this is, come, this, is, this, is, this is the good thing show. We got yeah. We got to be good. Yeah. Look, there's definitely a positive side to it. You know, like the fact that we're talking. You know, and and you're giving us the platform to kind of speak about these issues. That's real positive. When my MD Catherine Morris started the company. I think it was in 2007. I mean, she fought for lo- for many years to try to bring these. Um, I'm I'm trying to work out the timeline. That's like 12, 13, 13 years, years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The world was very wrong. The yeah. world was very different back then. Very different, you know. And it's only been. Uh, we're actually having a conversation about it the other day. It's only been in the last like two or three years that people are approaching us and being like, you know, we want you to chat about this and come speak about it. And so there's definitely that side of it, which is super positive and we are seeing change, but obviously it needs to and, and can happen at a faster pace, but it is positive to see it happening. I think so from, from a consumer side as well to see businesses making the changes. Mm. Um, and, and I work in this space. So, so good news often gets delivered to me. And a lot of corporates want to speak about the fact that they are changing out their packaging mm. or getting rid of straws or doing whatever they're doing to be those eco warriors and make a difference. The reality is, is that it's not just, and you've mentioned it, mm. it's not just a corporate's problem. It's everybody's problem. Mm. Uh, we only have one earth. That's all we have. And, and we need to start looking after it. Obviously, seven years ago when uh, the plastic boom happened and they didn't know what the consequences to that were going to be Mm. we now understand Um, and when you when you know better you do better yeah i think that's the sort of space that uh, the world the globe south africa however you're going to look at it that's Mm. the space we're in right now and that excites me is that there's so many people out there who actually are thinking differently about their their purchasing decision making processes and it's cool to see like you know new technologies and new materials coming to the fore because we're realizing that Plastic is not a, a, a good material to be using. So we are seeing stuff that's coming out and, and that's, you know, is viable solutions that we're able to deal with them correctly at end of life and, and we can use them as, as a resource going forward. Yeah. I'm going to make a shameless plug here because I can and I love Lego. But Lego have just gifted me a set. Um, it's their first set that is um, made out of plant-based plastic, okay, which I, I don't, I about that, don't yeah. even understand how it is plant-based plastic. You would know and you would know better. But yeah, it's their first main set that they've given me and I was just mind blown that a big company like them who works in plastic mm. are even making changes as well. Yeah, I saw a headline for an article. I always have to be careful when I say to people, I've read an article about the, I saw the headline. fact I've seen a headline about XYZ. <laughs> um, but I did see something about that. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to understand exactly what that material is and, but it's great to see that they are moving that direction. You know, everyone loves Lego. It's a great you know, educational... I'm 34. Toy. I'm yeah. like a, I'm a big <laughs> child adult. If people want to know more about Greenhome, where do they go? Cool, yeah. So we've got a, a website, uh, greenhome.co.za um, with an online shop so you can literally go and purchase the products there and a very active blog that we keep up to date on a very regular basis with a lot of interesting news about what's going on in the industry, cool stuff that we're doing and working on and then also very, very active on social media. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn at Greenhome SA. 
and yeah, you can go check us out there. You can sign up for our newsletter as well. So lots of different avenues. Yeah. I'll, I'll say doing research uh, for today's show, I did go and read some of your blogs and there is interesting stuff. You're speaking yeah. about the stuff that's happening right now in South Africa and the globe and the changes that people are making. I want to thank you for being on the Good Things Guy Jackpot. Obviously, we, we're all about the good news and hearing that you're fighting for our environment and making the changes and making it easier for corporates to make the change is just incredible. Awesome. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It was awesome to chat. Wishing you guys only good things. I'm Brent Lindekew, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy, and you've been listening to Good Things Guy, a Jackpod podcast. For more episodes or to subscribe, rate, or review my podcast, go to iTunes, Iona FM, or Google Podcasts. Be kinder than necessary to yourself and each other. Thanks, and only good things.